You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Okay, look at the person on your right and tell the person hark. The word hark means to look back and refer to what really took place um, in the first Christmas in the New Testament. And I know that we can learn uh, in the different characters uh, on how they went about uh, really their encounter with uh, the angels. And this is why this first Christmas will be a reference tonight and how we would go, go about in um, really responding to uh, our encounters with the Lord. How many of you here are excited for the Yuletide season? Are you excited for Christmas? Okay, even uh, we, with, with bonuses or, or not at all, I mean, we're still excited. So today we are going to look at a similar really uh, account, uh, and I know that some of you here are familiar of what we have discussed about a week ago concerning the life of Zechariah, that he was surprised when the angel Gabriel visited him, and he just can't even understand uh, if God uh, is up to something. And God really validated that whatever he has authored in the past, the prayers that he has prayed for, uh, God is um, in the business of fulfilling it. But uh, Zechariah doubted God, and we will talk about a person, an individual by the name of Mary. See the word Mary, who has a lot of questions on what God is up to, but overcame all the questions because of understanding and knowledge of who God is. And I just can't help but uh, give you a brief background of the story, because we know that indeed this story is not an isolated account. Remember, the story of Mary and uh, her pregnancy was not an isolated event. If you take a closer look of uh, what I'm trying to say here in the book of Genesis, uh, can you still remember? That when man sinned against God, man in Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 was looking uh, of sin against God and God was looking for man. In fact, God asked man, where are you? We know God is familiar with where man is, but God was simply saying, where are you when it comes to your relationship with me? God was asking about man's condition. And that is what I like about God. He knows that man has sinned against him, but God uh, kept on looking for man. And I hope that you do understand that indeed this account is so important because this uh, event in man's life was also connected to the prophecy in the Bible. Uh, how many of you here are, are familiar of what prophecies are? And we know that the Bible and the Word of God has a lot of prophecies. God has uh, given His message of what He has in store for His people. And this is really something intriguing because when man sinned against God, God prophesied. Isn't it amazing that His prophecy was about His desire to restore His relationship with man? Isn't it amazing that when you have a fight with somebody... Okay, it is somebody's responsibility if he is at fault to restore the relationship, right? It's your fault. You go after the other person and say sorry so that your relationship will be restored. But this is really different with God. We sin against God, but it was God from the very beginning who sought after man. It was God who went out of his way to look for man. And his prophecy was about really his restoration, that I want to fix the relationship that I have with man. When man sinned against God, God promised that I will fix this relationship. If you take a closer look in Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 to 15, the Lord God said to the serpent after they have sinned against God, and I will put enmity or hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. The promise was this coming uh, king will crush the head of the serpent. And there's no other person that uh, the prophecy is referring back to, and that, his, uh, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. This was really God's perfect plan and his uh, elaborate plan when it comes to saving mankind. And if you are 
probably are not familiar with this or probably you've been coming uh, on and off or you're not familiar of the story of the Bible. This is how important people like us that when man sin against God from the very beginning, God wants to restore his relationship with you. And man has been running from the very beginning away from God. But God has been chasing after man because you are important to God and God wants to fix his relationship with you. So if this is your first time to be in our gathering and you're telling me how can I trust God? This is a reason that you can trust God because God has been looking for you. And I don't know, for some of us here, we have a different mindset of who God is because uh, the picture of who God has been painted in, in a distorted manner. That God is uh, uh, full of wrath and He's against you when you sin against Him. Yes, God is against your sin, but not against you. This is why from the very beginning, God has a plan of restoring His relationship with mankind. His, his, his responsibility is not to establish a church. Although church will help us in our understanding of God. But his number one priority is, I want to fulfill my promise to mankind. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, it says right here, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the what? The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall uh, call his name Emmanuel. This was long before, but the prophecy was very clear. The coming Messiah will come from a virgin and his uh, Messiah will be with us. He will be Emmanuel. He will uh, uh, really uh, uh, inhabit his life among us. And the answer was very clear in Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. This is going to be our main text this evening. So after so many years and the silent years in the book of Malachi after that, the answer was given. How many of you here are thankful that you were born in this era where you can savor okay, the answer and the response of God towards man, man's iniquity. That we are thankful that God, thank you that I am a witness up close and personal of how you would want to relate with man. I believe that Luke's message okay, about the angelic announcement in the book of Zechariah and Mary is really, uh, or in the book of Luke, in the life of Zechariah and Mary, uh, provides us with a study contrast, okay? That Zechariah was a man, Mary was a woman. Zechariah, okay, was uh, elderly, and Mary was a young girl. I mean, Zechariah uh, and Elizabeth were married, and Mary was about to be married. And, and I hope that this is giving us a picture that after all, they have a similar background wherein they were stunned and appalled and surprised of the appearance of the angel, and yet the response was different. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Verse 26, it says right here, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from what? From God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. It's the same angel Gabriel that visited Zechariah. The virgin betrothed a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And I want you to understand, Mary is not just this phenomenal woman from, uh, from, from this really... Uh, Churches probably, if there is, or gatherings. I mean, if, if, if you come to think of it, Mary is so young, she's poor based on the Bible, and she's limited. And I just can't even understand if, if this is an accurate decision by God. Because if you are a God and you want to ask somebody to babysit your son, you want somebody who's an expert. You want a mom. You want somebody who has four, five, ten kids. Am I correct? But God, okay, gave the responsibility to this woman. And I just can't even reconcile why God would really do this. Because I realize that indeed, we know that Mary doesn't have the capacity and the ability to take care of the Savior of the world. 
And this is what God said. Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And the reason why Mary was favored by God, because God is simply saying, you will be a vessel of the Savior of the world. This is where your favor lies. And I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we're favored by God, because we have Christ in our lives. The reason why you're blessed, because you have Christ in your life. In your life. And some of you here probably are saying, Pastor, I'm not really that blessed. You're, you're, you're missing the whole point. And I want you to hear my message loud and clear because you will recognize that at the end of the day, you being blessed is not based on how much money in your pocket. It has a lot to do with your life and the things and, and what you're living for. And when I came to know the Lord, I, I don't understand everything. At times, I, I, I would question if God has a plan for my life. But deep in my heart, every time that I would retire at night, I know that I have peace that you can't buy. I have the security that you can't really purchase. This is why I just can't understand why would God okay, handpick somebody from Nazareth. And I don't know if you're familiar with John chapter 1 verse 4 to 6. In fact, it says right there, is there anything good that will come out of Nazareth? Why would God get somebody from Nazareth? There is nothing. Nazareth is despised. In fact, if you are from uh, Israel and you introduce your name and you, you, you tell uh, really your audience that you're from Nazareth, um, you, you, you tend to look down on yourself. I would rather introduce myself that I'm from Alabang. Do you understand? Because it, it speaks volume. But, but in this case, I realized that indeed, okay, Mary is from Nazareth. There's nothing good in Nazareth. In fact, the word Mary, okay, and the Greek meaning of it means a rebel. Now, some of you here are surprised. Is that really true, Pastor? Yes. And because at times our understanding of Mary has been clouded by our religiosity, but I hope you do understand, why would God handpick somebody with a rebellious name? Why? Because at the end of the day, God is not limited with your city. God is not limited with your social status. God is not limited with, your, with the meaning of your name. God is God, and He can turn things upside down. Amen. So if you're here right now, you're telling me, Pastor, I'm limited. I don't think God can use me. It's not about you. It's about who God is. So if you're limited, this is an opportunity for God to be limitless. So I want to inspire all of you here. If you're telling me, I don't think God has a plan for my life. I don't think I, I'm, 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 I'm called by God. I don't think I, I can be used by God. I'm too young. Mary's too young. And the greatest lie of the enemy, you're too old. God is not bound by your age. God is God and he will do whatever he wants to do. Amen. So if you're here right now, you're telling me and you have a lot of alibis, you're qualified. If you're limited, you're qualified. If you don't have what it takes, you're qualified. If you're not gifted, you're qualified. Because it is God who qualifies us, not our abilities. But she was greatly troubled at a saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And if you take a closer look of who Mary is, I mean, just like what I mentioned, favor was upon her because she is a woman who's gravitating towards God. Favor means grace. And this unmerited grace that we have is something that we don't deserve. It is given to us. This is why I just don't understand that, that prayer. And I'm not against Mary. I love Mary. Okay? And there is something about Mary. Because Mary has a little. That's not in the Bible. Okay? Please read your Bible. But I want you to understand one thing here. Okay? I don't know if you're familiar with that Catholic uh, prayer. Hail Mary, full of? No, 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 no. Jesus is full of grace. We, we're like Mary. 
And, and probably you have this, this tension in your mind. You're telling me, Pastor, are, are, you, are you coming against me? No, I'm not against Mary. In fact, one of those characters that I look up to is Mary. Do you understand? For a woman who doesn't know what God is up to, but would opt to really obey God. In my human understanding, you explain to me what I'm getting myself into in order for me to obey you. But Mary, though she doesn't understand what God is up to, she opted to obey God. Isn't it an amazing character? Isn't it an amazing response? This is why I like Mary. I like her obedience. I like her personality. I like her willingness to do whatever it takes to serve God. Amen. But remember, Mary is a recipient of God's grace. She doesn't, what, dispense grace. Hindi po nagbibigay ng gracia si Maria. Grace is always expressed through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will talk further. But I want you to understand, Mary is a person that I look up to. Another one with some religions, why would they vilify or speak ill of Mary? I, I just don't understand. Because if you look at the life of Mary, she's a woman who gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, she's a woman that gave birth to mighty men of God. Check the Bible. Check Google, okay? And you will know how Mary has been used by God. Let me continue. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And this is really a beautiful picture. That at the end of the day, God is simply saying, Behold, you will conceive it as my will. And I'm telling you right now, even you have all the money in this world and you have uh, all uh, really the, the assets of life. When God is not present in your midst, you'll be empty. And the reason why, Mary though she doesn't understand what God is up to, but because this is the working of God, this is the working and the greeting of Gabriel the angel, that you will conceive a baby and he will be named Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And I like this idea. That the angel validated that this son of yours will be the son of the most high. Because it takes a son, it takes a divine person to what? To move you from the kingdom of darkness to the son that he loves. Amen. No other person that can move you from where you are from sin to your dark past to where you are right now. It takes a God to handpick you. And take you out of the dark, my Lord. Do you understand? I don't want to be there. I mean, I mean that's Gary Vee, okay? To take you out of the dark. It takes a God. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. That's the promise. So Mary was simply trusting the will of God. So I do pray. That as we go out and start this week. We will trust the will of God. In fact Mary said to the angel. How will this be since I am a virgin? And there's nothing wrong with a question. The problem is that Zechariah, he questioned if God can do such thing. You sin when you question the character of God. It's not a sin to ask what God is up to. Zechariah doubted what God can do. Mary asked what God is up to. And when it comes to the will of God, I want you to hang on. Because I'm telling you, when you obey God and you move forward, though it's not really that easy to move a step closer to where God wants you to be. Because there is uncertainty. But I want you to understand, you're not doing this alone. When you follow the will of God, the Lord will journey with you. 2017 will never be the same again. Because you're not going to do life alone. You have God by your side. Amen. 
This is what happened. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped out of her womb. Amen? In her womb, okay? I just want to make that clear, okay? And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. There was a validation that this, this, this baby in the womb of Mary is an extraordinary person. And the Holy Spirit validated that in, in, in Elizabeth. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And this is a validation that you are in the right track. And my prayer for all of us, that as we follow the will of God, as we obey God, though at times it doesn't make sense, that there are people that God will use to validate that we're in the right track. Because God will never... Leave you in the dark. My prayer for all of us is that you will find these people in our victory groups. If you don't have a victory group, I'm inviting. If you're married and depressed, come on. If you're married and happy, come on. Join our victory group. Because there are, these are the people that will validate and affirm that indeed your marriage is going somewhere. Amen. You're not entering a relationship just to fall in love with somebody. You know that this relationship that you're into has a purpose. And it is really according to the purposes of God. And God used Elizabeth to affirm Mary that you're in the right track. And my prayer for all of us here, before we start the year 2017, before we end the week, before we live this through, that you will feel in your spirit, in your heart, that God is simply telling you you're in the right track. You might not understand. We just stay on, hang on, and continue to grow in your walk with me. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Say the word overshadow. Which means, okay, overshadow means to be superior in influence. And that is what I do pray for all of us. That the more you get to know God, the more that you get to know the will of God, that you know that God is superior than anything else. Because you cannot trust God if God is not superior to you. Do you understand? When you're, when you're buying something, if money is not a problem, you, will, you want what is superior. Right? Do you understand? You want the best of the best. But because you're more acquainted with your situation, you're more acquainted with your limitation. I'm glad that Mary's not acquainted that she's young. She's not acquainted that her name is a rebel. She's not acquainted that she's from Nazareth. Though she knows that she's from Nazareth, but she's more acquainted with who God is than her disposition. That is my prayer for all of us, that you know God more than anything else, that you're familiar with who God is than your nature, than what... You're capable of doing. And the more that you know God, the more that you will trust the will of God. Secondly, he trusted and she trusted the ways of God. We need to trust the ways of God. This is what Mary did. That when the Spirit overshadowed her, instead of trusting her ways, she said, Lord, I'm a virgin. I don't think people will like me. Because it is customary in Israel that if you get pregnant before you enter into marriage, before you tie the knot, before your wedding day, you will be stoned to death. So between her life and, her, uh, and the will of God, I, I would probably understand if Mary will not obey the Lord. But I'm telling you right now, she knows God more than the consequences of what she will suffer. Because her relationship with God is deeper than what, than what the world has to offer. This is why. We need to understand in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heaven are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, 
what God is up to and what God has planned to do in your life sa buhay po natin? We don't have what it takes. We don't have the intelligence or the capacity to fathom what God is up to. Do you understand? And at times, we would only respond to God, Lord, can you explain what you're up to? Lord, makakapangasawa ba ako ng guwapo? You want all the details. And again, I know that we're, we're really intrigued of the details of, of what God is up to, but I want you to understand that we don't have the capacity to fathom and know what God is up to. But one thing that I hope you'll be encouraged tonight, if we don't know what God is up to, as long as it's from God, and it is God who is behind all of this, there is nothing to worry. So I do pray for all of us that we will understand the ways of God. Because I know that there is a possibility and a tendency for us to always go back to what we think is right, what we think is proper, what needs to be done. My encouragement for all of us here, the reason why you can trust God, because you know God. And for some of you here, first time to come here, second time to come here, just like what I have mentioned a while ago, that from the very beginning, God has been offering himself to be trusted. God has been running after us to be trusted. God has done everything from prophesying that he will come. And he came just to tell you, you can trust me. Stop struggling. Stop saving yourself. Because I am offering myself to be with you every step of the way. For nothing will be impossible with God. This was the reaction of Mary. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I just can't understand. Why would Mary say, walang imposible sa Panginoon? You can only say that this is, really, uh, 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 Mary's reaction, that there is nothing that is impossible with God, that everything is possible with God, if you know God. So this isolated case of being a woman in whom God will use as a vessel for the Savior of the world, it's not just an isolated case wherein Mary was given the task because she has nothing to do. In my own opinion, and we will read after this, that Mary has been prepared for this one. So therefore, Mary has evolved into a woman that God can trust. So if you are right now in a season in your life and you want to do something great, stay faithful with where you are. Because this is a woman. There are times if you're a woman or a wife and you stay at home and you take care of your kids, you find it a, 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 not really a big responsibility. You're wrong. A woman really took this to heart. That she was a mom of the Savior of the world. And she did it really excellently. That if you're a mom, I want to greet you. Happy Mother's Day. Because your job is not something to be despised. God will use your life. God will use your time. God will use your children for His glory. This is what happened to Jesus. That Mary said, it is according to your word. Therefore, it is important that we just don't only trust the will of God, that the ways of God, but the word of God. My question with you right now. Are you acquainted with the word of God? Because when things are not doing well and when the going gets tough, 
I want you to check your heart, check yourself. Most of the time, our reaction is based on our gut feel. Our reaction is based on what we think is right. When was the last time wherein you are caught in a situation where you're hard-pressed and your back is up against the wall and you said, no, 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 no. God will deliver me. Because at the end of the day, you're not reading the Bible. You're inviting the Bible to what? To be part of your life. And when you're up against the challenges of life, you will be surprised. And some of you are acquainted with this one. Lalabas na lang po. Okay? Ang salita na Panginoon sa ating mga bibig. Why? Because you're filled with that word. This is what happened to Mary. And if you take a closer look once again, Mary is a woman who adheres to the word of God. She obeyed the Lord amidst all uncertainties. This is why Mary is an example to follow, but not a person to worship. Again, I'm not against Mary. I love her. I want to be like Mary. I want to follow her, really, her as an, my example. But she's not to be worshipped. Because even Mary is a sinner. Do you understand? If you check the Bible, she would offer sacrifices and only uh, sinners would offer sacrifices. And this is not a venue where I would want to really speak ill of her. In fact, I respect Mary. But let's not exaggerate who she is. Because she's like a woman. And, and, and just like any other woman. Like any of us willing to obey God. But she's not God. She was just a what? A natural vessel because God wants to communicate to all of us in order for you to save the world, you need to be part of the world. And in order for you to be part of the world, you need to go through the process of the world. Do you understand? And I like Mary. Because though she was hesitant to say, God, I don't know why would you allow these things to happen, but let your word be done. You know, when I was reading that passage, I was reminded of this guy in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. This guy is father. If you're willing, remove this cup from me. He was in the garden of Gethsemane, about to be crucified the following day. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Isn't this anonymous to what Mary said? In fact, a lot of commentaries alluded to this, that this expression of Jesus, that he was willing to obey the will of God, was synonymous to the prayer of Mary, like mother, like son. You understand? I don't know what's the real score here. How did Mary raise Jesus to be what? To be responsive to what? The invitation of God. That though at times he probably is not really willing, but he is obedient to God. That though he is hesitant to follow what God is asking him to do, he's simply saying, your, 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 your will be done, O God. Jesus grew up with this kind of character because probably he saw it from his mom and his dad. And all of us here, wanting to really discover on how to go about the uncertainties of life, look at the life of Mary. Though in the midst of all the questions, we're in so many questions, and the answers are so... Okay, that's a song, okay? So many questions, okay? Um, yeah, okay? She, she moved forward. So Mary is an example. Another concern that I saw here is that Mary is an example to follow, but it's not the savior of the world. Jesus is the savior of the world. And a lot of people uh, uh, has uh, really, in fact, advised me in the past that your way to God is Jesus and your way to Jesus is Mary. You don't see that in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. 
Because the Word of God says that Mary is not the mediator. It says right here, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. There is no other mediator, only Christ and Christ alone. So if you're asking me, how can I follow the will of God? How can I know the ways of God? How can I hear the Word of God? How can I trust the Word of God? It goes back to our relationship with the Lord. So if you're here for the first time and you don't have a relationship with God, and one way to test if you have a relationship with God is that you see transformation may pagbabago pa sa buhay mo. Because walang pamamaraan na kayang baguhin ka other than having a relationship with God. So I want to encourage you, if this is your first time or second time you've been coming here for the past few months, I want to invite you not into a religion, but into a running, thriving relationship with God. That you invite Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior. I can follow all of this according to my strength. But the day I came to know the Lord, I have so many questions. I have a lot of, 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 of concerns. Lord, I have a lot of things I want to ask you. But you know what? I realized that after a year... After two years of my relationship with God, I developed this sense of security. That though at times I don't know what God is up to, I am what? I'm secured. Because what was answered is my need for God. Ladies and gentlemen, all your questions will not be answered. But start with having a relationship with God. And when I came to know the Lord, I'm just surprised. In fact, appalled when I was for the will of God. Do you understand? Lord, I want your will. Even if you have all the money in this world, even if you have all the assets of this world, without the presence of God, you're empty. And some of us here, we go home. And we know that we've done almost everything, that we have performed well. And yet, when you retire at night, you know there's something missing in your heart. Because there's no God. This is what Christmas has to offer, that Jesus Christ came into this planet for you and me. And Mary was able to obey God. As she looks forward probably to what Jesus will do and offer his body as a sacrifice. We're not looking forward. We're looking back to what Mary did and how Jesus was crucified. It gives us more reason to trust the will of God. It gives us more reason to trust the ways of God. It gives us more reason to trust the word of God. Mary trusted Jesus as she looks forward to the crucifixion of Christ. We look backwards as we have sinned. That this man who hung himself on the cross can be trusted. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're uncertain, be reminded of this, that nothing is impossible with God. Don't you ever give up. Don't you ever quit. Don't you ever throw in the towel. Because the will, the ways, and the word of God can be trusted. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I'm confident that you need Mary knows God even before she conceived the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in the prayer of Mary, in Luke chapter 1, this is her music composition. In fact, Mary is part of her music team. It says right here in verse 4 to 6, My soul magnifies the Lord. Do you have your Bible? And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Why would Mary say that I'm blessed? Because God validated that she's blessed. God validated that she's favored. Ladies and gentlemen, the death of Christ on the cross gave us the favor that we don't deserve. All of us are favored by God. Why? 
because of what took place on the cross. So if you uh, uh, have so many questions and you're uncertain, if you're favored by God, that God is calling you blessed, don't you ever ask that question. Because as you look back on what took place on the cross, Christ paid the penalty of sin so that you will receive the favor that you don't deserve. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we worship. And if you take a closer look in verse 49, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. God is mighty. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Mary's witness from generation to generation who this God is. He has shown strength with his arm. She was singing as if she knows God and she knows God. Kaya pala. When he, he was invited to obey God, though she is uneasy, she said yes. Because she knows God. Look at her song. Do you understand? In verse 51, he has shown strength with his arm. He has gathered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Mary had a song. That if you've been faithful with Abraham, probably with Isaac and Jacob. And if you've done this in the past, you'll be faithful in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, everything that you've experienced for the past few months and years of God's faithfulness, remember this, that God is the author and perfecter of our faith. Whatever he has done in the past, he can replicate it in the future. So 2017 is your year, ladies and gentlemen. You will receive favor from God. Amen. Come on now. The God who did the impossible is the same God who will do what is impossible in the future. God will never bring you this far just for you to die. God has a plan for your life. You just have to say yes to the will of God, to the ways of God, to the work of God. This is why we have more reason to trust God. Because in Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. What is this mystery? Which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Ladies and gentlemen, we can say everything is possible because we have Christ in our lives. If Christ can make it possible to die on the cross and purchase our sins, is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? If He can save people like us, save us from the dominion of darkness, and transfer us to the kingdom that, the, of the Son that He loves, is there anything too hard for God? Nothing is too hard for God. Because in Christ, in Christ alone, everything is made possible. Nothing is impossible with God. So I do pray that you will trust God and His will. You will trust God and His ways. You will trust God and His word. Because nothing is impossible with God. Just like the prayer of Mary. Lord, I don't know what you're up to. But as long as you're behind all of this, I would never hesitate to say yes. Can we just bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. That Christmas 
will have a deeper meaning. Because of how Mary set the tone that Christmas is a picture of you coming into this world and using a vessel, a human vessel, who's not perfect, who's just willing, ready, and able. Lord, I pray that each and every person in this room will be willing to know you in a deeper way. So if you're here right now, you're simply saying, I just want to be like Mary. I want her example that though she is threatened by her condition that she will be stoned to death because of her pregnancy without a husband there are times I'm so particular with my image and my looks that I don't even verbalize that I'm a follower of Christ I want starting today to not be embarrassed or ashamed that I'm a Christian I want to follow the footsteps of Mary that though I'm not certain of what the future holds for me I will obey God because what I care is not what the world has to say but what God says so I want to invite all of you to just raise your hands as a form of acknowledgement that today I want to grow in my knowledge of God Lord, give me an appetite to know your word, to know you. Just raise your hand as high as you can. Lord, thank you. I want you right now to say this after me. Pray this after me. Say this, Jesus, thank you for this opportunity that I can use Mary as my example that though she's not certain, she obeyed you, Lord. I want to be this person who will obey though I'm not certain Lord give me the strength to follow you and to follow your ways your work and your word thank you that I'm not doing this all by myself so Lord if there are things that I doubt I question Lord today I want you to give me the faith to trust me for the impossible. Today, I declare that nothing is impossible with God. You can put down your hands. And before we end, I want to invite people as well as we bow our heads and close our eyes. Come on now, let's bow our heads. Don't look around. If you're saying, Pastor, I've been coming in and out of this gathering. I want... I want God to give me the affirmation tonight that though I don't know what the future holds for me I want God's security tonight that he will secure me with his love and secure me with so much peace the way to go about this is to accept Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior so if you want Jesus and you want security you want God to 
give you a new life so that you can start all over again. I, I want to invite you to pray this prayer after me. Say this after me. With the help of our leaders and our intercessors. Say this after me. Say this. Lord Jesus. Once again, say, Lord Jesus, I want to know you. And today, I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Jesus, I repent. And I'm saying sorry for the sins that I have done. Jesus, change my life. If you pray the prayer, tinanggap niyo po ang Panginoon. And may bago kayong panimula. That you can start all over again. And you can have the security. That though at times you don't understand yung ating kinabukasan, you know na meron pong Panginoon na mag-aalalay sa atin. So if you are the person tinanggap mong Panginoon na nalangin po kayo na kung saan tinanggap niyo Panginoon, I want you to slowly raise your hand kung tinanggap niyo Panginoon. You pray that prayer. I see those hands. Just raise your hand, ma'am. One, two, three, four. Raise it as high as you can. Come on now. Good. Just raise it. Just... Just keep it hanging. Itaas nyo lang po. Good. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask you, if you're raising your hand, can you please stand on your feet right now? If you're raising your hand, you stand on your feet, please. I'm inviting you. Pwede po ba kayong maanyanyang tumayo? Ma'am, sir, stand. Can we give them a hand? Praise God. Okay, if you are an usher or an intercessor, can you approach them? We will pray for you and bless you. I hope you don't mind, sir. To approach them, we have about six, seven people. Thank you. Can we give them once again a hand for their decision? Lord, bless these people. Can we stretch our hands? Bless their lives. Be with them. Lord, I pray that they will know that you are a great God. And I pray that they will understand, look at your will for their lives. I pray that you give them the desire to know your word and to know your ways. And to know your will. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God.